Not only do I turn looks, I turn bottoms into tops. I might be a bear, but deep down I'm just a kitten. Hello! I'm Hunter Hurden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And, and welcome, welcome to The Real House Bears of Salt Lake City Podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our final episode before the Christmas holidays for those who celebrate Christmas. Yeah, so I hope everybody has a really good Christmas or Hanukkah or Festivus or whatever people are celebrating. Right, right. Uh, so years and years ago, my mom and I decided that for Christmas, instead of buying presents, that we would make memories instead. And since then, you and I have adopted that same... Uh, same policy? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, our first uh, memory trip was Christmas at the Biltmore Mansion. Yeah, in Asheville, North Carolina. That was like my favorite Christmas. And since then, we have just been making memories instead of buying presents. And I think it's so much better than buying presents. Yeah. Making memories last forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always one little thing at least up and on Christmas Day. But uh, just getting to spend time together and make memories and have fun is really... I think Mexico was our biggest... Uh, yeah, might be our Christmas. <laughs> that was like year. honeymoon, birthday, Christmas, and probably New Year's. <laughs> you name it. <laughs> that, that's your present. It's all done. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I love presents, <laughs> and listen. I want I want lots of presents. You know, when I was a teacher, I used to kind of politic for presents for Trust. Christmas and my birthday. I remember you would come home, you would make a killing. You'd make so much, like, Starbucks gift cards, peanut butter. Yes, yes. I mean, one year I got, like, $270 worth of gift cards for Starbucks for my birthday. That was an awesome couple of months that it lasted. That is, that is not the only reason why I miss being a teacher, but that was a Christmas time or your birthday as a teacher is a pretty exciting time when you like to receive presents. Seriously. <laughs> this week our present is this episode's Six. Oh my goodness. Sundance City of Housewives. Now, this episode I felt was very different than all of the other episodes this season. It seemed like a filler. Like there wasn't anything that pushed the storyline along. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just a lot of like what everybody was doing at that moment. There wasn't any big drama. There wasn't any heavy hitting things. Yeah, There's... Sundance was the main character this week. Yeah, seriously, Sundance. And if for anybody that doesn't know what Sundance is, um, it's actually the largest independent film festival that is held up in Park City and Provo, Utah. Wow, wow. Well, I know that it uh, it's an exciting time around here, and a lot of celebrities come to town. And I really enjoyed watching all like the hubbub and of people getting excited and what a big deal it is to get to go to Sundance. So. There's a lot of out-of-towners that come in. That's oh, what yeah. everyone is like, mo like especially Heather. Heather yeah. is super excited about an out-of-towner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, this episode, really, you're right. It doesn't really move much forward. I mean, maybe Jen and Mary a little bit. But it's fun. It's a fun, fun episode. And I like that it, uh, it starts at Lisa's house because that gives us maybe a feeling that maybe finally we're going to have some more Lisa time. You know, she hasn't really gotten a whole lot of screen time this season. Yeah, so we're opening up, and Lisa is preparing for so many events, getting ready for Sundance, because, you know, she is the Sundance queen. She is the Sundance. But you know what? To be honest with you, I, you know what? She earned it. Like, I read in an article, in an interview with her, that she was responsible for over 40 events at Sundance. 
That's a lot of events. So you know what? You've earned that title, Queen of Sundance, Lisa Barlow. You take it. You take it. Seriously. If and you're just from do that, that many. Yeah. Just from that to-do list she had, it was clear how busy she was going to be. That's how busy I am, like, in the year. Right. <laughs> but poor John, he's he's like, can I please sleep just a little bit more before my day gets too crazy? And, and Lisa's totally like me. She's like... Look at me when I'm talking to you. I need you to look at me while you're while I'm talking to you, so I know you're understanding what I'm saying. And it goes back to I need attention. I need attention right now. I love that. And then at Heather's house, it's just again, there's no like long, long, long scenes in this episode. There's a bunch of like five minute episodes, like not even like even three three minute episodes. Like, scenes, yeah. Scenes. I mean, like last week, it was a continuation of the uh, cocktail Met Gala. The week before, it was a continuation of the 20s party like we've been starting off with huge scenes and then today it's just like here's three minutes here here's three minutes here here's three minutes of meredith in a morticia adams gown <laughs> i love that gown but yeah it did look kind of gothic now, as soon as i saw it, i was like she with that straight hair that long gown those long i'm like she is straight up morticia adams. you know i love me some meredith but I hate to say it, I didn't love this look on her. I don't know. I kind of liked it. But yeah, I'm glad that she was getting the the like the arm parts hemmed up and stuff. Yeah. It was a little bit long. It looked a little bit like uh, costumey. Yeah. And uh, we got to meet Kim, the fashion show coordinator. And, uh, you know, I always love uh, when we go to Meredith's house because we always see my picture in the background. I know. You're always in the background. <laughs> that big bear picture. <laughs> but they're getting ready for the first ever Park City Fashion Week. Yeah. Where Brooks is the youngest designer at 21. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in this scene, we find out that Brooks, his quote-unquote clothing line, is going to be shown. So, yay, that's exciting. But then we find out that Brooks is also going to be walking in the show. And instantly, here comes Mick Grump. <laughs> He's like, oh, Mother, how, you didn't even tell me I was going to walk. Uh. I was surprised that he didn't assume that he was going to walk. Have I mean, you like ever seen design. a fashion show where the last person to come out wasn't the fashion designer with their head model? But listen, I don't think this kid has done, has had anything to do with this the whole process of even being a designer. He's probably just like, that looks nice. Okay, we'll do that. Well, certainly he at least picked out the font. Uh, uh, I hope so. (laughs) I mean, I'm reading, like, I'm reading a lot of stuff online about Brooks. There's a lot of people that are not a fan of Brooks, and people are just, like, upset because Brooks got all of this through his mom. He hasn't had to work or do anything for this line, and there's hundred I know personally hundreds of designers out there that are living off top ramen, are throwing their last cent into all of their creations, and they're beautiful, talented workers, and they don't get opportunities like this. That this has just been handed to Brooks, and he for black with a line down the sides. It just, it yeah, a lot of people thing. are upset about it. Like I don't care that he had someone wealthy to finance this. That I mean, I'm sure some of the biggest designers in the world have had the same situation. If there was some talent to back it up if there was something unique and exciting that would be a different thing i don't care if meredith paid for it i'm sure he's not i'm sure i'm sure that happens lots but the kid doesn't have any talent yeah it seems there shows no talent in it and also i did also read that uh the daily dish did an interview with lisa and kind of asked her meredith or 
See, <laughs> see what I'm saying? And asked Meredith, you know, why did did Brooks honestly take off a semester of school to be on the show? And she said, no, it's not true that she encourages all of her kids to take off a semester of school at some point during their college. It's career. always the second semester of their junior year. Yeah. So apparently he didn't, but I'm sure that he did. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's just, it could, listen, for the benefit of a doubt, maybe all the stars aligned and it all happened at the same time. Well, lucky Brooks. I mean, I do think Brooks is a total brat, but I don't think I have the disdain for him that, I mean, that most people but have. But there is not a single scene, if you can find one scene with Brooks that's in it where he's not being negative and oh, grumpy. No, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. He is just, like, every scene that he's in, he's just always complaining about something. True. And well, it's, I'm getting annoyed. Well, that's why it's a good thing that we could just switch over to Jen Shaw yeah. while we're skating. Stewart! 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 Stewart, you're fired! Stewart! <laughs> Stewart, you're hired again. Go get me a phone. Stewart, <laughs> Stewart uh, it's just Jen Shaw is rolling in on her skates, looking I'm three in feet love with tall. It. Seriously, she looks so itty bitty bitty. I it. didn't realize how tiny she was. Oh my gosh. Because I guess they just don't show her full body. I mean, I, and maybe the tiara with the roller skates really <laughs> compacted her. I don't no. That was a, that was not a tiara. That was like a, a full crown. on crown. Yeah, true, true. That thing is huge. But she comes rolling in, all happy. She brings up the the positivity and the squ- yes, sauce. Yes, I want to work the, for the Shaw Squad. In the Shaw Squad. Yes, uh, Stewart's fanning her with the big feather fan. I love it when she's like, Stuart, tell me what I have to do while I'm hula hooping, and fan me while I'm doing it. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't. And it's clear that she's not all that comfortable on roller skates. And you know, again, people are like. Like, Jen Shaw's so extra. I'm like, she's bringing some fun. She's having a good time. People gave her a hard time after Watch What Happens Live when she was acting all silly and bringing out her microphone. I'm like, she's having a good I time. I think that's just who she is. Yeah. She's not putting it on. She's just always extra, even when she's by herself yeah. or when she's with her Shaw squad. I think it's authentic for sure. Um but anytime that we get more Jen and Stuart time, I'm all over it. I love Stuart. He is really so much fun Stuart! to watch on the show. I just want to get all the sound bites of her yelling Stuart so we can have it. Um, I think that we'll probably have to get one before we edit all this one together. Stuart! <laughs> <laughs> and I love it that she's like, talk to me while I'm hula hooping and stuff. And so he's giving her all of this like important information. And she's just like, look at me. Did you see that? Did you see it? Look, yeah. look, Stuart. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like just another day. Just another day. Uh, uh, we find out that she's... She is getting ready to literally like throw together in like a day, practically a last minute VIP party. Uh, she's only hosting VIPs. Well, I mean, listen, I, I, if she wasn't, she might have thousands of people in, in, in the Shaw Chalet. <laughs> I love it how Jen Shaw brings up about how Stuart got super drunk last time at the party and thought he was a rapper and they started calling him Stuart James. She's like, don't be ashamed of Stuart James. Stuart James. Tell your bishop. You've changed your name to Stuart James. <laughs> and then Stuart's like, I'm going to drip some envelopes into his plate. And I'm just like, Stuart, don't be gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I love it so much. He just can't. He's so it's I just so want funny. as much Stuart time on our screen as we can get. Yeah, I love Stu. And then uh, we get to watch Lisa at work. She's at a place called River House setting up for a Latinx event. So she doesn't only own a tequila company. They also own a marketing company named Lux, Lux Marketing. Marketing. Yeah. Um, so we get another good line from Lisa that it's not such a catty line like she normally gives, but it's a really telling line about Lisa where she says, some people call me the queen of Sundance. I just think I'm really good at what I do. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she calls herself <laughs> Queen of Sundance again later. I know. <laughs> well, you know what? She does a lot at Sundance. If she wants to call herself the Queen, she can, because she's obviously doing a lot at Sundance. But it seems like there's probably a lot of people at Sundance doing just as much oh, work. For sure. And we know that uh, we even see that there are other people doing the hard labor. But listen, some of these uh, details that she comes up with later, I think, is really exciting. Well, she kind of talks about how, like in the in Mormon life that you're always setting high standards for yourself and like improving yourself and she always goes back to that about the constant pursuit of being your best self and in previous episodes she's like i set too high standards for herself but in this one she says she loves the standards she sets for herself yes (laughs) i feel like she's terrified of imperfection yeah i feel a little bit and and sometimes that just translates to being scared of vulnerability i relate to lisa that way like i hate feeling vulnerable. I hate feeling uh, like I'm not in control of myself. I hate feeling like I'm not in control of my situation. Um, So I think that might be another way that Lisa and I related, relating to each other. I realize that um, the most I relate to Lisa is um, she needs attention attention (laughs) and I have noticed that I say, I love it. I love that. All the time. I love it. I love this. I love that. that. I love it. I I love love that. that. (laughs) So I'm constantly realizing that I'm doing that more and more. (laughs) Well, I love that John shows up with a U-Haul and she goes inside to let everybody out. She's she's like, like, it's too cold. I'm going inside. No. (laughs) Go ahead, John. Have fun. So I didn't realize that like all of their businesses seem to be together. Like, John and Lisa are completely in business together. Yeah, but Lisa's always in charge. Well, yeah. <laughs> I clearly, I one of my favorite moments of this whole episode probably is when the producer asked John, he's like, did Lisa prep you for this interview? <laughs> <laughs> he Maybe. cannot confirm nor deny that accusation. That's so funny. But you know what? Lisa seems grateful and gracious. Like, she, when he shows up, she thanks him for his help. Yeah, she's very grateful for his help. And I re- stuff, but she's honest. She's like, I wouldn't do it for him, but... <laughs> they seem to have a really great relationship. I really like their relationship. And have you noticed in a lot of these shows, like, they don't ever say, oh, I'm going to go get the car or I'm going to go get the truck. They're always like, I'm going to go get the Range Rover or the Porsche. <laughs> well, yeah. Listen, well, I mean, I have to say, when I had a BMW at one time, I always called it my BMW. I never called it my car. I guess that's... Bougie. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to get my Subaru. Go get the Subaru. I definitely don't say I'm going to go get my Chrysler now. Pull up that hatchback. <laughs> I don't. I don't. But I do. I do. I guess say I'm going to Johnson. My car's name is Johnson. I never named my car. I just never got into that. Every car I've ever had has had a name. I'm not so sure why. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> that was a little bit of a sidetrack. So let's get back into Whitney's house. That We get to see your husband, Justin. I know you're very excited yay, about that. Yay, Justin. We're not quite to Justin's birthday party yet. We... <laughs> We actually would just have Stuart dropping off Jen and then leaving. Stuart! Yeah. <laughs> Stuart's like, bye, take care of her. <laughs> I'm like, stay for the hot tub, Stuart. I know. <laughs> so, listen. When Jen comes out in her bathing suit and boots and fur wrap, I was living for it. <laughs> that 75% of that outfit isn't meant to get wet. No, right? <laughs> but I, I'm all, like, people, again, on social media are all over it, but I'm like... Thank you for bringing this. First of all, the Atlanta Housewives, they'll wear a bathing suit like that in a heartbeat. 
You know, the Atlanta Housewives, they don't mind to show up. Like, Phaedra probably wore that exact swimsuit. If you want to see cleavage, you watch Atlanta Housewives. Seriously. So when she came out in this, I wasn't shocked. I was laughing. I loved it. I was like, thank you, Jen Shaw, for bringing this to me. Jen Shaw, we understand you because if you look through any of our Instagrams, you see how extra we are when we go to events. <laughs> Even just to a swim pole, we are always decked out in an outfit. It's not just a wardrobe. It is an outfit yeah. that we are wearing. Yeah, it not is just clothes. It is an outfit. Fit. Yes. Um, luck, uh, I was thankful, though, that she did have, like, nipple covers on. I was going to say that. I was like, did you notice the nipple covers on her boobs? The swimsuit doesn't even cover her nipples. Yes. <laughs> I love that swimsuit. I love the line, I'm um, I'm keeping it modest. It's Cardi B classy. It's modest. <laughs> well, I mean, listen. Why can't you put modesty with Cardi B at yeah, all? Yeah, I was going to, or classy. I mean, no offense, Cardi B, <laughs> but uh, I, I see, a um, you know, a lot of WAP. That's all I see. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, but listen, Jen Shaw, please keep squeezing your ginormous chest and tiny little bathing suits that show it all for us. I, I, you know, and even Jen is laughing when she comes out. Why? Why aren't people just laughing with her? She's just having a good time. I bet you the producers, like, she came out without those nipple things on, and and the producers <laughs> are like, Jen, honey, honey, no, no. <laughs> here's some. Nipple- I wonder if they carry nipple covers with them. Like the producers. Like, they have to. <laughs> they might have to. Where do you get nipple covers? I think you can get them just about anywhere you sell, that say they sell bras, I would say. Oh, okay. I think so. Huh. I mean, not anywhere they sell. Like, not at the Dollar General. They sell bras at the Dollar General, I think. They sell bras at the Dollar General? You can buy all kinds of clothes and crazy things at Dollar Store. Those stores. underwires have got to dig. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we'll try them out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, and now... We're going back to Whitney and the birthday stuff. So Justin is actually turning 52. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first boyfriend's 52, and I'm 34 right now. All right. Which is kind of funny. Me and Whitney are so much alike. Listen, <laughs> she impresses me. I have more notes about her even later in this episode. She impresses me more and more. But why she really impressed me here is when she's like, listen, Justin gave up a lot to be with me. He gave up a lot. His Religion? problem with his church with his kids with family all kinds of things and i want to show him how grateful i am again people on social media are so nasty about her being a home but you know what sometimes listen again i don't condone any kind of cheating but clearly this was a couple that makes each other happy that obviously weren't happy in their relationships before and since they i feel like they were from what i can see on tv i feel like they were meant to be together uh, even though it's an unfortunate way that they got together. Yeah, I don't know exactly how it all went down. All I know is that they were married with people at the time, but maybe it kind of sounds like they were really flirty with each other, and then they're like, do you like me? Yes, Do you, I like you too. Okay, well, we have a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I hope that it went down that route, where and, they like kind of came like clean with their partners yeah. or like I have feelings for someone else and Whitney does not want trouble at Justin's party but uh-uh. Jen Jen just wants to talk crap about Mary Jen, just... <laughs> Jen, Jen brings up Mary multiple times out of nowhere and Whitney's not falling for it no Whitney's like no I'm 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 so happy that Whitney's got a good head on her shoulders she's like I'm not ready to, I'm not gonna pick sides and nothing yeah. ever bad happened to me like none of it happened to me yeah and I think we've all been in that situation where we're like it's hard for me to turn on someone who hasn't done anything to me even though I see I see what you're going through I see what you've been through but I, it hasn't happened to me so how can I justify it yeah I care about both of you so it's hard to judge somebody you know on yeah. that 
yeah, yeah. Speaking of yeah, yeah, it, the next scene starts yeah. off with that yeah, yeah, yeah song. So last <laughs> week, remember, I was like, there's this yeah, yeah, yeah song that I thought was very inappropriate for the moment. And they played the same exact song here again. So I was folks, digging it. After the very first commercial break, there's a song where they cut to Meredith's house, and it's some song that's a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I don't I can't think of the melody. I right know I now. can't either, but I like it. Works. It's catchy. It's it real catchy. And this time, I feel like they used it in a better way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Whitney is calling Meredith. Um, but and Meredith wants Whitney to walk in Fashion Week. It's history in the making, and you're part of it. I want to see her catwalk. Well, I think we'll get to see it next week. I really hope fact. so because I I just think she's just a fierce girl, and I just want to see her walk and look stunning as usual. I think she's. I think it's got to be better than Ramona's. Oh lord. <laughs> Anything's got to be better than Ramona from New York's catwalk. But listen, at least that's, you know what, I, Ramona might have looked like a crazy person, but that's an iconic moment. That is really, <laughs> I, I guess I, negative attention's better than no attention. Listen, you're talking about it like 12 years later. So, <laughs> And I still mock it every once in a while when I'm doing shows. It's amazing. It's amazing. So again, another like quick scene to another quick scene to another quick scene. So we've got Whitney, and then we go to Jen Chalet, who... She wants a drama-free night. Jen Shaw is getting her makeup done, and she is talking bad about Mary again. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, I want a drama-free night, but let's talk some shit about Mary. Yeah, Mary. Mary's, <laughs> Mary's not going to bring it. Uh, and then back to Meredith's house, where uh, where she's calling Lisa to check on her. It's so funny. It just keeps swapping back and forth to everybody. So we're getting, like, every single housewife in six minutes. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Um, again, I, this episode wasn't... But you know what? The last several episodes have been so heavy. It was nice nice to have an episode of Levity where we're just seeing them have fun, seeing them in their everyday lives. Maybe this also means that we're moving past some of the drama that we're not into. Like, maybe we're moving past this whole hospital smell. Maybe we're moving past this whole after-grandfather. Maybe we're going to find some new storylines, because I'm I'm a little tired of the old I think something new is going to come up between Jen and Mary. Something new. Yeah. Because they just get on each other's nerves and... I, I, it's just they're they're so chaotic. Yeah, they're oil and water when they're next to each other. Now the next scene at Mary's house, I have con- conflicted feelings about it, um, and I know exactly <laughs> how social media feels about it. Well, I love Mary in this scene mostly. She's having a blast. She's dancing, and she's either singing or rapping. I don't remember. She's having a good time with Charlinda, and her face looks beautiful. Like, I love this part of Mary, but I don't like hearing Mary so, like, matter-of-factly and somewhat nonchalantly being like, yeah, Charlinda's, (laughs) she doesn't call her my cousin. She calls her my grandma's brother's daughter, which, okay, your cousin, but your cousin has worked for you for 20 years and you say, we're not close at all. I don't know what happens in her life outside of what she helps me with. Mary has no interest to learn anything about her. But at the end of the day, she says, we're family. I'm like, no. You can't use the word family. Like I'm saying, every scene that comes up with Mary keeps making her look like a not very good person. And I'm not... I'm not digging Mary, and I can't believe people are going to her church. <laughs> you know, and as a person who has never hasn't lived nearby my family very much in my life, especially I haven't lived anywhere near my family throughout my entire adulthood. Family means more to me than just someone who shares the same bloodline as me. 
You know, family are people that I choose to keep around me to uh, to love and support them and to receive the love and support from them. So to me, I don't think she has the right to call her family. No, my gosh. I mean, it's she's basically just her employee. Well, and she's uh, she's basically just another one of those fifteen bags of accessories that are sitting at the end of her. Yeah, bed. Like I said, <laughs> did you see what room they're in? Yes, that room is so. Crazy. It is the crazy pile of clothes room, and I love it that she pulls out these pink shoes that look cute, but I know that when she puts them on, they're going to look so trashy. Well, because she's going to put it with something horrible. And she, <laughs> 16 things that are horrible yes, on top of yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and so... It, I saw all the bags that were filled with more bags. Yeah, at, yeah. at the foot, at the foot of, of the bed. bed. <laughs> yes. Okay, Mary, where are you getting all your money? Hmm? Well, well, true. But when Heather comes over, you know, Mary is having fun. I enjoy seeing it. Um, Heather is checking on Mary to see how she feels about Jen Shaw being there. But you know, Mary is being very charming in this scene. I, I other than her being cold about her quote-unquote family, um, I thought this was a really fun scene, uh, a side of Mary. She looks like, hey, I'm going to a big party tonight. I'm on TV. I'm going to have lots of fun. Uh, I just can't, I just want to get to Whitney's house. <laughs> Please just get me to Whitney's house. <laughs> well, luckily, after Heather and Mary hang up, it takes us straight to Whitney's Thank house. Thank God. <laughs> Justin's birthday. And listen, you know it's going to be a good party when Justin's first line is, sorry, Mom and Dad, but I'm not sorry, yeah. and takes a body shot. Well, I mean, the, yeah, the very first scene is body shots. Yeah. I mean, usually that's more towards the end of the night. They're not even on the party bus yet. Have yeah. you ever been on a party bus? No, I want to so badly now. I I want to be on a party bus so bad, but I'm yeah. afraid I would just like bust my head open because I know that I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to be climbing all over everything. <laughs> just like, wait, I'm going to have my legs around your head, yes, no. <laughs> hanging from the rafters. But you know what I don't want? If you see those like party things in the sky, where I think Atlanta did this one season where they lift you up in the air around like a table, around like a no, bar. No, no, no. I'm not interested in That's that. That's not kind fun of party. for me. That's no, not fun that for me. That sounds like no fun no. whatsoever. That's a Mission Impossible dinner. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't need any of that. I'm not I'm not Tom Cruise. I don't get paid that much to do those types of stunts. Yeah, but that party bus does look like a total blast. It takes them to Deer Valley. Oh, but wait. Imagine being that camera crew on that bus. Did you notice how many people on the bus and how many different scenes that camera guy had to get? And it was like getting put, I bet he was just had one hand on a bar and the hand, the camera in the other hand, and he was just getting knocked over right. by all those girls just trying to get shots in there. Well, I have to look and see how far away Deer Valley is. Well, we first of all have to find out where Whitney and Justin live, I guess. Yes. <laughs> It did look like a fun trip, though. But this house that they show up to is sickening. It's so beautiful. It's the party where the chicken pops. <laughs> That's all I thought. The first thing I thought of when they walked in, I'm like, where are those chicken pops? I was too distracted by like all of the incredible light fixtures in the house and the big open windows. I was like was dumbfounded gorgeous. by how beautiful that was. That was their was. house, right? No, it was their friend Catherine's house oh, where they went right. to Deer Valley. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, it was a very gorgeous house. It looked like a really fun party. For sure. Mary is like the first one to show up and she looks... Okay, I, I have a feeling just based on your reaction that you did not like how Mary looked at that party. I did, actually, except for too many accessories. That, no, no, she was finely dressed. It was just too many accessories. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, take off five or six things. But did you, well, the funny part, though, was Mary standing over there by herself doing the <laughs> Elaine dance from side <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. I was like, Mary's doing the Elaine dance. <laughs> she just threw that 
got one arm up, and she just like starts moving her legs a little bit. I'm like, uh oh, uh, here comes the kick. And Mary's wearing those dang gloves too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is Mary trying to hide? Seinfeld down in the lane dance. Oh my gosh, you killed me. <laughs> that is so funny. I, I gotta find out what we. I'm gonna have to pay more attention to when Mary's not wearing gloves, if there's such a situation. I gotta find out what Mary's trying to hide. Maybe it's a fashion st- fashion statement. I don't know, but I feel like Mary's got something to hide beneath those gloves. <laughs> Are you still laughing about the Elaine dance? Yes, I'm just gonna get it out of my. <laughs> Because I love Seinfeld. And Elaine's like my favorite character. And my sister does the dance so well. So I was like, was she having a stroke? Is Mary having a stroke on the show? No, she's doing the Elaine dance. Oh my God. It's making me cry a little. I'm trying not to laugh so hard. But you got to hand it to Mary. Like, she approaches Jen Shaw to really try to eliminate this issue. And I, I, you know, I kind of liked her conflict resolution tactics sometimes when she just goes, Jen, this is crazy. Come on. I because it is it is a little bit crazy again you know we've talked this it is and plus Mary doesn't want to fight like Mary definitely doesn't have the strength in her to fight and she doesn't have the brain power I think you know this is the bottom line of these are both two women who feels offended and Jen I knew it I knew that Jen had no idea that she screamed the grandpa ever line well I think she did know that she said it but she's they're basing everything on specific words because Mary said that you said it to me and Jen's like no I did not say it to you I said it but I did not say it to your face yeah that's where all this is getting convoluted it's it's all of just word choice well she said in her confessional she's like listen I had a lot to drink so if I said it to I know I didn't say it to Mary yeah because I didn't even speak to Mary but if I said to someone else that's possible yeah yeah (laughs) so that it was just semantics yeah. Well, I just, you know, I wasn't surprised that she didn't remember saying it or she I wasn't surprised that she even denied it in the scene. But li- Mary was ready to accept a full on lie just because she's tired of the storyline. Oh, yeah. She's just like, oh, OK, whatever. Yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> and, and it might be because she doesn't want people to keep talking about Grandpa Effer and that be, continuing to be her storyline. Uh, and plus, I just don't think she likes to fight. She's just not good. She doesn't like that yeah. at all. So she wants to avoid it at all costs. And plus, you know, again, she's not great with her words. That's what I'm saying. She's, she's not, a not good great with her words. Well, let's take a break. And then we'll come back and talk about Meredith's store... Fashion Week, the rest of this party, Buffalo Wild Wings, and more. Hooray. Now we're back doing Sundance stuff with Meredith and Brooks. And uh, they are picking out items of jewelry and clothes from this place because Meredith is going to be showing her jewelry line. And she's walking in Fashion Week. And I'm excited to see her walking. Normally, when you see housewives that have to walk in some sort of fashion event, they're really super nervous. But Meredith's excited about it. So I'm excited for her. Yeah, it'll be a good uh, experience for her. I don't know if she's ever done this before, but it 
you know, it's fun to be able to be, like, in a spotlight. And, of course, Brooks asks if Seth is coming, and he's sad to find out that Seth's not going to be there. You know, it's natural. But you know what? (laughs) I'm sure that even the dad knows. He's like, listen, kid, you haven't done anything for this. This has all been given to you and handed to you. You didn't work for it, so it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. I think it's, you know... (laughs) I guess that's me. (laughs) uh, Yeah, as a person who did music and theater my whole life, it really meant a lot to me to have my parents there for pretty much every event that I ever did. But you did the work. Yeah, well, true, no, true, you didn't true. show up and have someone else sing for you. Well, no, that's true. But See, I... that's what this is. Is he Even Brooke says, you know, I got this opportunity, you know, because of my mom, you know? And yeah. I don't know. I, if I was a parent, I would be like, well, what did you do for that? Like, oh, you just told somebody to do this and we paid for it. And now you're in a show that your mom set up for you that you didn't even know about. But I have to be like impressed by it <laughs> well, i think when you're a kid you hope your parent just simply says oh this is a really big deal for you i should be there for it yeah i guess yeah i um but you know i we find out that seth is actually taking over a company in ohio so i get that he probably is doing something pretty major and does have a pretty heavy schedule but he was just asked to leave a week ago by his wife so it's and it's just so annoying that he's so upset about it because even in one scene brooke says uh it nobody cares about my feelings no my feelings don't matter and it's just like (sighs) well meredith talks about her conflict later up about how how yeah i'm jumping ahead a little bit yeah well we both i even wrote though right here you can see that meredith is trying to make brooks feel better but while still protecting seth and now later when we find out oh it's only been a week since you asked him to leave maybe she's trying to protect herself a little bit there too yeah exactly yeah but we then we finally finally this whole episode has been leading up to sundance for real. And Lisa, you can see she's doing some big things. The McMillions event. That looks so much fun to do the peel and stick stuff. Cause I remember when like in the nineties and the early, or not even the nineties, the early two thousands, I think when Monopoly at McDonald's came out. Oh, are you kidding me? Uh, I was like collecting those left and right. Sad to know that when that documentary came out about it, that it was all rigged. (laughs) Either way, my friend Robert and I in college, we would go sell back our textbooks and then go to McDonald's and play a Monopoly game. I mean, I I thought that was amazing. It was such a fun thing to do. Like, you, like, looked forward to getting, like, your super size. That was back when they did super size. I hope that was Lisa's idea because I thought that was a... It was genius. It was great. And it was open to everybody. It wasn't a VIP party. Yeah, that was... The Sundance Queen never disappoints. Uh -uh. Except for maybe her children. (laughs) (laughs) well and then we cut to her children jack and henry who by the way have a babysitter i'm not gonna buy skincare products from somebody that still needs to be babysat (laughs) because apparently jack has a skincare line he does jack has a skincare line for men which i find interesting since he's not really a man which but what is really cool about it though (laughs) he's not really a man well he's just a kid still he is he's still babysat (laughs) yeah but what's cool though is though if you buy his product then they also donate product i believe it's to homeless or underprivileged, but there every time you do purchase, something is given to someone who is underprivileged. I think it might be product, which I don't know why they're so worried about skincare. If they're more uh, worried about yeah, I don't know. Home. When I walk by homeless people, they're not asking for dollars anymore. <laughs> they're asking, they're asking I need some face skin regiment, please. Maybe, My skin is a wreck right well, now. Well, I'm sure it includes soap, so maybe they're donating soap. That that I'm sure that would have to be the thing. I don't know. There's a lot of children in this show that have 
businesses that they shouldn't have. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but the baby asks, do you ever see your mom? And they're like, um, sometimes at night. Yeah, <laughs> man, sometimes. And they're like, she's like, well, let's FaceTime her. And we get the bitter result of a decline. Decline. The kids can fend for themselves, she says. <laughs> well, she, they've got the babysitter there. But it's true. They've got a babysitter. And listen, we've seen how OCD Lisa is. I'm sure she left a list of 18 people that anyone could call in case of emergency. Yeah, that's true. Including her husband. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. But and, it's funny, though. It's great editing. Oh, and I love it that they're eating buffalo wild wings. You Listen, know I love a wild wing. Well, that's Whoa. why I brought it up on the exit to the commercial, because we eat above almost once a week. Uh, we I can. love buffalo wild wings, the flavors and the meat. You know yes. I love meat. Yes, and, and they the boneless wings, as long as it's off the bone. Yeah, I don't need the bone. That's just too much work for me. It gets in my mustache. It gets all over my fingers. Uh, nobody knows this. Well, a lot of people do know this, but they're only close to me. But I have, like, a phobia with my fingertips. Like, I don't like my fingertips to get super wet and soggy. And, like, I don't like them to get really dirty either because... I have so much sensitivity in my fingertips, it just sends, like, chills down my spine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, I'm going to stay calm. You know it. You've been with me for six years. You just opened it up to all of our millions of listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) Well, if anybody sees me in a hot tub or in a pool and my hands are out of the water and I'm just standing there, don't think that I'm, like, crazy or anything. It's just because I don't want to get my hands wet. (laughs) No, seriously, if you look through any of his social media where he's in water, his hands are out of the water. (laughs) I don't like my fingers getting pruny. Yes, he is a complete weirdo, but he's really beautiful and sweet, so I keep him around. Nobody said said that. (laughs) Oh, they're saying it. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what? I do take showers. I'm able to do stuff like that. I don't like to keep my hands submerged in water to the point where they get soggy. Yes, I wash my hands, people. I'm not a disgust. And uh, Kristen Bell has the same Kristen Bell. So that's 12 people that I know of in the United States that have this illness. (laughs) It's an illness for sure. It is a disability. Well, kind of. (laughs) Well, if I was a swimmer. All right, let's get it. Let's get out of that. <laughs> Sidetrack. Side Listen, tra- people, we've been given a lot of little five-minute segments, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about my life. Little five-minute <laughs> segment. <laughs> let's jump into Heather and Whitney getting drinks. Let's get back to the show. Yes, having drinks at Sundance, and they are ready to drink. And the Joker is taking their order. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't, I can't try. Listen, to... I'm not hating on this the server at all. I mean, no. he is colorful, and I love yeah. it. I mean, I bet he's doing it for Sundance, anyways. I mean, he's got uh, no, I, would, I bet they're like that every single day, and you know I, I applaud it. Applaud it. Applaud it. Be who you want to be. It makes life so much more colorful. I would love for that person to serve me at any kind of restaurant because I would have so much fun. Especially a Mexican mule. I love a Kentucky mule. I never thought of a Mexican mule, but I'm all about it. Do you know what a Mexican mule? I'm assuming it's like a Moscow mule or a Kentucky mule. It's just yeah. I w- I'm assuming it's tequila with ginger beer and lime and uh, w- uh, whatever else goes in a mule. Uh, mint, mint goes in a mule. I don't know if it would go in a tequila or a Mexican mule or not. But mm, anyhow, I love mint. Yeah, it sounds like, it sounds delicious. And Heather breaks down the drinking laws in Utah. So. Again, for those of you who are not from here, who haven't been here, there are a lot of crazy laws in Utah. As as Heather explained, the church really does handle the alcohol laws here in, in Utah. Yes. So you cannot have 
you can't double fist, for example. You can only have one cocktail at a time. Now, you can go up to the bar and order a drink and a shot, take the shot right there and leave the glass there. You can't bring it away from the bar. Right, back right. Back to your table. Um, you cannot... Um, all establishments have to establish themselves as either a bar or a restaurant to determine how alcohol can be served. Like, if you are a restaurant, your patrons cannot actually see the bar. Mm-hmm. Like, it's against the law for them to see you, like, making the cocktails. Yeah. And all of the liquor stores are owned by the state. And even if you're not drinking, you still have to show your ID in most cases. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, you have to actually scan your ID at the liquor store now. Oh, yeah. They're real about it. They scan that stuff. There's no making fake IDs. I remember I made a fake ID when I was a little kid. Did you? Well, not a little kid. Well, I was younger. So I was, like, well, under drinking age and stuff, and my friend was able to make them, and we made this, like, cheap... One from New York that didn't look like one, but it, you know, it was right at that time when they were changing to plastics instead of the, like the copied, like the right. plastic ones, and um, it worked for like a year. Oh, it was wow. great! And then I turned twenty-one. <laughs> but it was because my best friend had turned twenty-one a year before me, and I was gotcha. like, "Well, what am I gonna do?" Well, we know you're a rebel. Oh, so you're rebel-ish. a rebel like Heather Gay. <laughs> you know, I love Heather Gay and Whitney talking. You could tell how much Heather idolizes Whitney. For well, their relationship. Their relationship. Like she, yeah. Because Whitney is what Heather wanted to be at that age. Wishes I, she could have been at that age. Been open and free and not tied down by the religion. Because you really find out that Heather really gave up a lot of stuff for religion. And gave up most of her identity for religion. And in the end, it all fell apart. So she feels lost. Yeah, I wrote down that Whitney is living the life that Heather wants. Yeah. Like, Heather seems to regret everything except for having children. Oh, she said. She said she regretted those years, lose, like, losing those years and stuff. And, yeah, you can never regret the children that came from it. I mean, that's a blessing in all in itself. For sure. And then Whitney gives some tough love. Like, Heather, quit making excuses. Quit making excuses. And I relate to both Whitney and Heather here. Yes. Utah is small. Like, especially if you um, talk to anyone in the gay community around here, they've all dated each other. They all know each other. They've probably hooked up with each other. It really is a small community. And and especially, I'm assuming, Heather Gay probably only knows people in, you know, a circle of people through church and through her business and stuff like that. So she's in a lot of wealth and likely all members of the church and so on and so forth. So... Yes, Whitney, I'm with you. So you're like, girl, I'm tired of hearing this story. Quit making excuses. I, what I really, I think the biggest thing with Heather is the words, I want a man that sees me and loves me. Yeah. That's... She's like, listen, I'm not a, cu- a cookie cutter Mormon. I'm not a cookie cutter anything. I don't look like anybody else. I don't act like anybody else that you know. So I want you to appreciate me for that, like Justin does Whitney. Yeah, and this is a whole new chapter for um, Heather in her life. She's kind of growing into her new self. Yeah, it's been very exciting to hear her on interviews talk about how the Housewives has actually brought her confidence and made her, given her a more positive outlook on all that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Heather, come out with me and the bear sometime. We will show you a fun no holds bar time. Yes. <laughs> Listen, we will see you and we will love you for you. I mean, we're not going to have sex I mean, with you or marry you, but we will see you and love you for oh you. Oh my gosh. All of the gays will just be swarming around you, just wanting to be around you and your light. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> 
So that was a fun scene. Um, I, I, I really liked seeing Whitney. I, you know, again, she is such an enigma because she... It's easy, again, to just look at her and to classify her as a dumb blonde, but she is far from. Whew, far she is from. far from. I know, when we were first talking about the housewives before we got to know them, we are just like, well, she's probably really dumb. <laughs> yeah, but no, she's a no, smart... No, she is very, she's very smart. She's intuitive, she's insightful, uh, all wrapped up in a pretty package. Ugh, I love it that they just ordered fries. <laughs> like, that's all they ordered while they were talking. You know, like, I, I just want fries. That's all I want. I life. see that in a lot of housewives because... They're we, finger foods. Yeah. Well, and plus, Bethany Frankel once said, taste everything, eat nothing. Well, if you leave one fry left, does that still mean you've <laughs> tasted everything? Well, I think that means don't eat a full meal, just taste lots of different things. So they don't normally want to... They normally can't have French fries. The skinny as Whitney is, I'm sure it's very rare that she would have a burger with a bun and French fries. Yes. So they... I see that a lot of celebrities and housewives, they'll just order French fries because it's something they rarely get and they just eat some of that. Yeah. And then after dinner, we get... Fi- we're going to more Sundance-ness at the Shaw Chalet. We find out that Jen got this event together in like 10 hours. Ain't no part Party like a shop party. <laughs> right? But 10 hours for all that decorating and the movie screen and getting the bar in, that's insane. Oh, I love what Jen is wearing. That denim jumpsuit. Oh, she Ooh. does look really incredible in that jumpsuit. Uh, but have you noticed we haven't had a Jen Shaw leg reveal in this episode? Oh my gosh, you're so we right. We haven't had one single leg reveal. This has been a very quick episode. Maybe it's maybe it's because the nipple cover reveal that we had. <laughs> she revealed like, that's plenty. Enough. Yeah, she's like, we can either have a leg reveal or are we can have that bathing suit we can't have the uh, leg reveal or nip reveal whichever one we're gonna come first <laughs> yes and then she's like people get shot when people walk through yards and it's just the hot tub people yeah <laughs> she's, but seriously though that would scare me really bad if somebody was like walking in my yard when you're out there in the middle of nowhere i mean <laughs> well not I, the middle of nowhere right well i would personally know that there were hot tub people coming but i'm pretty sure she had no idea i don't think she had any idea <laughs> Stu knew. stewart knew. stewart 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 who's in my backyard <laughs> stewart <laughs> i don't know get the gun <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if she has a gun well um we are in the wild, wild west. Right. <laughs> so after the commercial break, then we get to see her in all of her glory. And I like, so we've got Brooksy and now we have Reefy. Yeah. She says, Reefy, how does mommy look on a scale of one to 10? And he's like, 12. Not only is he gorgeous, but he's also smart. Smart. <laughs> I love it that she's like, applauds them. And she's just like, that's a good answer. That is a good answer. It's like she's like a coat, like a alpha, like a spelling bee coat or something. <laughs> like you did right. <laughs> and listen, this this black feathered fan is another character in this episode because she has another assistant, assistant that I didn't recognize behind her with the fan when she comes out of the dressing room. I noticed that as well. And she uh, runs in, and her cousin is like right there, who is very handsome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, everybody on our social media has been talking about him. Oh, have they? Yeah, a lot of I've been seeing a lot of people being like, "Hey!" And there's one of my friends. I think it, I can't remember which one it was. One of my friends, but there's a picture with him holding the microphone, and he's got his thumb on the microphone. And one of my friends said, "I never wanted to be a microphone so bad." It's <laughs> <laughs> just like what. <laughs> And so as she's walking, um, finished talking with her cousin, she runs into the uh, subject of the film, 
the band. Yeah, for Eternity. Number four, and then Eternity. For Eternity. Yeah, so it's a local band in Utah, and it's about their coming up from rags to riches. Wow, uh, I guess we'll have to check it out. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, give them a listen to, or even just watch the documentary. And then they give her like their stage names, which I have to say were pretty ridiculous names to me. But I like Jen Shaw's stage name, Jay Boogie. It's Jay Boogie! Yes, Jay Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then you referred, you mentioned earlier about how exciting it is that all these outside people come in. Oh, girl! And Heather is excited for these these out of towners because they're not Mormon men; they're people yeah. from the outside world. It's like we're in such a bubble in Utah, and that's kind of a, a catch twenty two for her because she is looking for love in general. But these people don't <laughs> even live in Sundance, so during Sundance, she ain't looking for love; she's only looking for sex. I love it when she says that in confessional. She's like, "That sounds so vulgar. Can you <laughs> delete it?" They're like. No, no. Yeah, that's, that's great TV. That's a first season mistake, sister. <laughs> yeah. First, that's a rookie mistake. Uh, but you know what? Who isn't sometimes? Right, right. <laughs> and I again, another moment where Whitney impressed me. Uh, when she walks in and she recognized Jen's sister, like, I got the feeling that she maybe met her one time and recognized her. And that's just a really good sign of someone who is present. Yeah. And I don't always have that gift. I am so bad with people's names and, and some, faces. Yeah. Oh, I'm so bad. And especially with social media. I forget your name sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even with social media, like, I, I'll see somebody on social media a lot, and probably I'm either, you know, friends or following, but we don't know each other. Mm -hmm. And then when we see each other in person, I'm like, do I know them? I need, I'm like, can you please have, like, a picture like a sticker on your chest of your profile picture yes because please. then i could recognize you yes yes, <laughs> yes but i was really impressed with whitney for that i thought that was nice i did feel like justin was a little bit underdressed for this justin is very underdressed but he's still sexy i, li I like sorry yeah i like the shape of his body he has nice broad he's shoulders. got broad shoulders yes yeah. i was gonna say that yeah, um, like yeah he's got great broad shoulders but you know jen's sister really doesn't even look like jen very no, much. they look no. so much different not at all not at all but then um katie and lala come in for from Vanderpump Rules. And Here comes a, a, a season crossover. Yes, a series crossover. <laughs> well, let's see if Vanderpump Rules exists anymore. But I thought that was really neat. I yeah, thought it was a big funny. deal. Well, I mean, you know that they're from... I mean, we already knew that they were from Utah. Yeah, yeah. And, and Park then, City. And then Whitney knows them, like, through a friend. Yeah, which is fun. It's I'm, I'm glad that they were able to show up. It's kind of like old faces with some new faces. Well, and it's like the new Bravo celebrities meeting the old Bravo celebrities and, you know, welcoming yeah, them to the it's, family. It's funny because I've been seeing a lot on social media that all of these new Salt Lake City wives are meeting all of the, like, the old ones. Like, uh, I just saw that Lisa was hanging out with Jill Zarin. No, Meredith was. Meredith. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm just going to say that lady. <laughs> People, you're gonna, just going to have to understand that I can't do this. <laughs> so, um, I like that um, Katie was like, well, at least you can get laid to Heather Gay. <laughs> yes. And Heather, and Katie confirms how small Utah is. Yeah, it, it's a small, small world. But what I really loved, another great editing moment, Katie goes, well, you can at least get laid, and then the editors put him in a, a ding in the music. Yes, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of getting laid, then Jen goes to set Heather up for the kill with that very sexy man. Seriously, and Heather took no time. <laughs> Heather... 
at first I was like, Heather, you are coming on strong. This is going to be too much. But it worked. Well, but she's like, she's like, she's like, do you want another drink? He's like, no, I, I'm sober, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I could do this stone cold sober, honey. I could get this. <laughs> well, I like that she starts off with women like men with big equipment. Yeah, she's like, that's the first thing I saw. You're just an accessory. <laughs> she's like, and she calls it a printer and he didn't, he did not get it. Uh, yeah, he did. She's like, I love your big printer. I thought it was funny. I thought it was, I love it. But you know so what? Much. As strong as we think that she came on, she said in her confessional that she doesn't want to waste time because he doesn't want to find him to find another cougar that is willing to come on more strong. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. Honey, ain't nobody going on more strong than you are. I don't know. It almost seemed like one girl did at one point because you could kind of see some girls talking to both of them and Heather's like kind of between both of them. Like, uh-uh, back up. But listen, it worked. It, it worked. You know, oh, yeah. She got escorted out. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's got confidence. It's clear she's, she's ready hilarious. to roll. So listen, you go get you some Heather Gay. Oh, I love it. All right, and I <laughs> and listen, and that you're doing it on TV. Oh yeah, get it, girl. You know, Luann's still lying about hooking up with a pirate. <laughs> so, <laughs> you go. Right, listen, Heather Gay, long live Heather Gay. I want to hook up with a pirate. <laughs> That's a cool story. <laughs> but they'd be like, well, did he have one eye or one peg he leg wasn't and, a and one pirate. arm? Like a, He wasn't? He just looked like Johnny Depp from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. Yeah, that wasn't a pirate. <laughs> and man, I love it. Whitney wants to yell out over the crowd, if Heather could even hear her at that time. But she wants to yell out, remember who you are. Return with honor. Because I guess that's what their parents would say to them when they left and for see, anything. Yeah. And I'm the, opposite. I'm the opposite. I'm like, girl, go get you some. Bring honor to us all. <laughs> Make some mistakes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> bring, bring honor to us all. Bring honor to us all. <laughs> and then finally, the last torturous scene or two. Of course. Uh, and who's in it? Brooks. <laughs> yeah. But the torture for me, listen, I would be a wreck if the toilet was flooding, the fire alarm was going off, this and this and this and this. I would. I, I'm oh, not, I'm not be... condoning Brooks because he's a nightmare. But I would be. I'd be like, don't talk to me. Don't look to me. Oh, Let's I'd get the be heck upset. out of this house. But I'm also an adult, and I know how to t- stop a toilet from overrunning and turn off a fire thing. So that wouldn't be a bit. I'd be upset, but it'd last like two minutes because I'd be. I'm an adult. Right. Well, Meredith doesn't even know where the mop is, so <laughs> she sure as hell does not know where the plunger is. Classic. <laughs> but um, Brooks is like, Mom, will you call and say that I'm going to be 15 minutes late? And Meredith's like, It's not professional for your mother to call on your behalf. I am. So- so glad that she stood up to Brooks in this scene. I was very proud of her to like put her foot down and be like, "Quit! This is business, honey. This isn't. This is real world. You're gonna have to learn from this." She's not gonna hold his hand. She got him the job. He needs to learn how to. I mean, when I'm going to any kind of event, whenever I'm booked for a modeling gig or a runway show or anything that I'm doing, I am always. Way too early. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I always show up way too early because on the way, you don't know if the trains are going to stop. You don't know if there's going to be an accident on the way there. You don't know if you're going to forget something, have to turn back around. So I always leave way earlier than I'm supposed to for anything that I do. I may show up a half hour before I'm supposed to, but at least I'm not stressing and going like, I'm 15 minutes late. I need a rush. I need a rush. Because that 
wrecks your your yeah. whole body. Yeah, but I mean, before they're even ready to leave the house, he knows that he's going to be 15 minutes late, and then all this crazy stuff happens. Just uh, like and there's said. dog poop everywhere. Oh I, I would have a nervous breakdown. Seriously. But, like I said, I would have been too early for this to bug me. And plus, I would have gotten the hell out of there really quickly. I would have gotten my stuff together and gotten out of there. Yeah, I'd be like, bye. <laughs> I'd be like, bye. And, and then they show up 45 minutes late. That is unacceptable. Completely. Especially in something business like that. So that lady that was running that runway show and stuff, if you need some models that are like on time, hit me up. Hunter Harden. (laughs) I am a good model. I'm there on time. I'm punctual. I am professional. And plus, I mean, he had to bring accessories and socks and kind of stuff. So no one has these things that he has to bring. But he has so much gloss on his lips in his confessional. I was going to say that. I was like, did he dip his face in, like, Crisco? I'm feeling really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? At least he did acknowledge that he realizes that he got all this through his mom. Okay. I want to know if you saw this. When they were going up and down the staircase, did you see how low the picture frames oh were? Oh, my gosh. They're, like, five inches from the ground of the steps. It's so weird. Like, they don't go above, like, your hip, it looks like. It's crazy. I don't know how you look at that. It's, like, underneath where the handrail would be. Yeah, I've always been told, like, you hang things at eye, eye level. level. This is, like, foot This level. is kneecap level. <laughs> this so is weird. shins. Like, if your shins want to look at the big... Oh, those are pretty pictures. Oh, look at Aunt Tracy, yeah. Aunt Tracy, look at Aunt Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if probably if Brooks wouldn't throw all of his like facial cleaners and stuff down the toilet, it probably wouldn't have overflowed. Probably. Anyways, right. <laughs> you're 22. You should learn how to stop like a leaking toilet. Honestly. But most of the rest of this scene, the rest of this episode, just feels like this scene. It's so chaotic and confusing. Like Brooks doesn't know if he needs hair and makeup. <laughs> and you know what? She's like, "No, I think you're fine. Do you see any problem with it?" I would, if I was me, I'd be like, "Girl, I want to get." I want to get all this done up. I'm like, I want to. I want my hair done. I want some powder on my face. I want to look good. And then Seth sends that terribly uncomfortable video. I thought it was so sweet that he took the time to send that video and stuff to to show him that you know I do care and I'm sorry that I can't be there. But Brooks, of course, yeah, I just wish he would have been here. But you know, the, just the language that her, Seth uses in that video, I'm like, I don't feel like you're talking to Brooks. I feel like you're just like giving some sort of I didn't I didn't like it. It didn't touch me in any kind of way. It didn't touch me in any kind of way. I guess that's that whole life where rich kids have a great rich life, but their parents aren't there because they're yeah. busy with their work and stuff. And he's probably like preoccupied with work. And, you know, he looked like he was at an airport. And then Meredith kind of made me cry, tear up a little bit. This is where she talks about she's blaming herself for sending Seth away. And you can see how her kids are just her life. Yeah, she's she's so involved with her kids. I mean, well, she's throwing... I think she's throwing it all onto her kids instead of her her marriage. I think she's put onto herself. She says, I screwed up. I didn't protect them. And that... You can't do that. <laughs> well, it looks like you've protected them from plenty. Yeah, I mean, I mean look, he's, he's... He didn't have he's to work to get his own show. fashion line. I mean, honey, you're doing a great job. There, there are way more... There's there's parents out there that are way worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just really sweet to see how much she loves them and see how attached to them she is. Um, even though she does let him get away with being a brat and kind of 
acting like the dad in the relationship. It's really sweet to see how much she loves him. Yeah. Uh, I love that that when uh, Whitney and Meredith are talking and uh, Meredith like kind of jokes after underneath her breath. She's like, well, don't fall down. <laughs> that was that was another one of those uncomfortable moments for me that I was going to That list. laugh was so like Evil, maniacal. Like, <laughs> yes. It was, I did not enjoy it at all. That was crazy. Uh, I did a really, I, you know, I enjoyed this episode. It, I didn't, like, my heart wasn't on top of, out, in my throat through the whole episode like they have been in the last ones. I don't feel like this episode had as many great one-liners as the other episodes. No. But I enjoyed this. I enjoyed Sundance. I enjoyed Utah. Um, I enjoyed getting to see a little bit more of Lisa. I enjoyed this episode altogether. Yeah, it was a good episode altogether. There wasn't any, like evil, good kind of scenarios on this episode. Yeah. And like I said earlier, hopefully this means that we're moving on to different storylines, maybe better storylines, but at least hopefully different. Let's hope so. But I'm, I'm so excited for the next episode. I am very excited, too. I'm very excited to uh, celebrate Christmas with you this Yay, week. Yay, Christmas! I'm very excited for all of you who have been listening to our podcast and participating in our posts. Don't forget to follow us on all the social media platforms. On Twitter, we are House Bears of SLC. On Facebook and Instagram, we are The Real House Bears of SLC. And you can email us at The Real House Bears of SLC at gmail.com. And please come subscribe to us on YouTube at The Real House Bears of Salt Lake City. And we're also on iTunes Podcasts. If you would please give us a five-star review and write down a little review about how much you love the show, it would be greatly appreciated. And you can catch us on all the other podcast platforms. So until next week, have a wonderful holiday and a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.